This is Todd Summerfeld. I'm a sales agronomist for CHS in Crookston, Minnesota. We are pleased to bring you the update from the Red River Farm Network, CHS Ag Services, providing solutions for your success. Good morning, Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Don Wick with Randy Conan in studio. We'll hear from Whitney Pittman with the story as well, and we have a special guest this morning too. Well, it's going to be another rare December day on the Northern Plains. Highs forecast in the 30s, 40s, and there's going to be a few areas breaking into the 50-degree area. The National Weather Service says temps will be or are 15 to 25 degrees above normal today. A low-pressure system will bring a chance of rain and snow tomorrow and Saturday. The Federal Open Market Committee held its key interest rate unchanged for the third consecutive meeting, a move that many market analysts say indicates the interest rate hikes are done. statement issued after the 19-member policy committee met yesterday says inflation has eased over the past year but remains elevated. The Fed kept the benchmark interest rate at 5.4%, which is the highest level in 22 years. Northern Crops Marketing and Investments President Brad Paulson sees the Fed lowering interest rates, but not as quickly as some would prefer. They're talking maybe uh, another half to three-quarter percent lower by the mid-2024, year 2024. And uh, they're talking about a half to three-quarter percent cut by... uh, by the middle of next year so we'll see what happens but labor market still pretty tight pretty strong a lot of very expensive labor contracts so you know went out to some of the big industry ups uh, car car companies had to pay up here for labor now too so it's inflation probably is not going away completely anytime soon the outside markets reacted favorably to the Fed announcement. Yeah, the bond market's up a point and a half on this, and stock market's set to high the here, too, with that. But, yeah, gold has been choppy. Uh, you know, we had a big put in a new high for gold last week, and we're still about uh, 120 bucks, 30 bucks off that high. But, you know, it's a good day of the upside in the gold market. Dollar is uh, weaker with that... Uh, talk of maybe lowering rates next year. Well, it's a tradition for Minnesota Farm Bureau leadership to be in studio during the Prairie Grains Conference. And this morning, we're glad to have Minnesota Farm Bureau Vice President Carolyn Olson with us. Uh, Carolyn, is this your first time at Prairie Grains? Second time. Second time. All right. Thoughts on the event? Oh, it's a, it's a really cool event where I get to see all of my northern friends, which, you know, don't get a, a lot of chances to come up here. So, it's a great event where you get to network with a lot of people, and we do grow small grains on our farm in southern Minnesota. So it's also nice to see and and uh, attend some of those breakout sessions and learn what's happening in that world where, you know, it, it's helpful for me at home as well as, as just the relationship building. Carolyn, when you, you look at uh, farm a grassroots type of organization policy starting at the county level moves to the state level and now you've got the american farm bureau convention uh, coming up in salt lake city next month what's minnesota taking to that convention as far as uh, kind of your asks well um the big part uh for us will be uh our members that we are bringing along and and making sure that they uh see and and enjoy the whole convention and really take it in and then uh, due to our membership growth this year, we actually will have three voting delegates and we have three alternates. So 
Uh, that is exciting for us because it means we have a bigger voice uh, on the delegate floor. So we'll be meeting with our, our board on uh, the morning of the delegate session and kind of hashing out, okay, how are we voting on things? Um, the uh, American Farm Bureau uh, board and um, uh, some sta state staff um, were in D.C. this week uh, as their resolutions committee taking all of the resolutions forwarded by the different states and kind of going through that process of putting together the delegate book. So we'll see that soon and uh, we're excited about looking forward uh, to what those are. Well, the farm bill has been kicked down the road for the early year. Is there hope uh, that more work can be done in the probably the first quarter or possibly the second quarter this year? You know, I, I had the opportunity um, to sit in on uh, Congresswoman Fishbach's uh, Ag Advisory Council last week, and Congressman G.T. Thompson was part of that, and he expressed the desire, the strong desire to get it done in the first quarter, if possible. Uh, nobody wants the Farm Bill to get caught up in the presidential politics. So there's a, there's a strong desire on the House side, and I know uh, there is a desire on the Senate side to get it done, so we're hopeful, but we also are trying to be realistic. Carolyn Olson with us, Minnesota Farm Bureau. More to come. This is the Red River Farm Network. Thursday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. Minnesota will have a short legislative session beginning in 2024 and uh, start its work mid-February. Agricultural lobbyist Bruce Clavin offers his reviews for the year ahead. Last year was Katie bar the door. It was uh, a ton of things passed. A lot of them were DFL priorities and just about all of them crossed the finish line. There's very little left that would be held over into this coming year. So as we look at 24, there's kind of two schools of thought. One is the Democrats did everything last year with their trifecta. There's nothing left to do. The other school of thought is we may lose that next November. We don't know, but the House may flip. And if it does, now's our chance. So if there's anything left undone, anything else we wanted to do, now would be the chance this coming spring. With the metro-rural split in the Minnesota legislature, Cleveland believes agriculture will be playing defense in the 24 legislative session. A lot of things got done in the ag world this year. The, the increase in the ag homestead tax credit, the beginning farmer tax credit, some increases in funding. We did take care of some bad bills, await the treated seed thanks to Ag Chair Putnam from St. Cloud, he was instrumental for us to work with. We've gotten to know him. He stopped a lot of the junk from the House. And so as we look into 24, there's not a lot of ass generally that the ag groups are bringing. We're going to probably be just looking at defense as to what's coming out, in the especially in the environmental front. Cleveland was part of the Minnesota Wheat Meeting Wednesday at Prairie Grains and will be making a stop in Alexandria for the Minnesota State Cattlemen's Association annual meeting in Alexandria this weekend. Demand for beer has shifted. Red River Farm Network Farm Broadcaster Whitney Pittman has more from the Prairie Grains Conference. Malt Europe North American Barley Procurement Manager Mark Black says demand for beer has gone from a supply-driven market to demand-driven market in the last few years. There are several factors that have contributed to that market shift. Cultures are changed. Since 2020, we've been through COVID, wars, inflation, uh, Australian-China uh, tariffs were lifted. Uh, a lot of different dynamics changed. And then you couple that with uh, lower demand in consumption, 
uh, and it becomes a, a real demand issue to get the supply through the marketplace. So with a big crop like this, especially in North Dakota, it's going to take a while for that supply to get through and, and get prepared for the next year. So everybody's going through a transition and resizing the supply chain to the new demand uh, outlook. So it's been challenging. Storage may be the name of the game for barley growers in the next crop year. We're going to be long the 2023 crop into the 2024, and that's mainly due to good crop in 22 and 23, which all of the industry probably overbought those two crop years due to the 21 drought. And we were so short in 21, we probably overcontracted 22 and 23. And then those two crop years had ex extremely good crops and yields. So we were long going in, and now we're going to be long again. So uh, we'll still be contracting as an industry uh, in the U.S. for probably the same volumes. The timing of those contracts will be different, and delivery will be pushed back into the next crop. Here a little bit. Reporting agriculture's business, I'm Whitney Pittman on the Red River Farm Network. Minnesota Association of Wheat Growers Vice President of Research, Melissa Carlson, says a research project requested by producers shows rock rolling wheat in 2023 had no impact on yields. Carlson warns that crusting may become an issue. I think in other areas, but mostly kind of around the Red Lake Falls area, had come up, you know, they've been trying rock rolling on their wheat for a number of years, and so we, you know, what wanted to know, well, does that have any effect on yield? We don't think so, but, you know, we don't know unless we check. It was just looking at two simple treatments, you know, rolled after planting before emergence and not rolled. We didn't see any yield differences. Two of the sites did notice some soil crusting um, with the rolling, so that's something to look out for. Um, it didn't seem to have impact yield this year, but in general, soil crusting isn't desirable, can have an impact on yield and water infiltration. So, it's just something to note, but so far, at least for the rock rolling trial, we haven't seen any differences in yield, as expected. The Center for Food Safety has filed a petition with the Environmental Protection Agency to end the registration for glyphosate. The activist group is joined by four farm worker organizations and a group known as Beyond Pesticides in filing that petition. They want APA to immediately cancel the registration of the herbicide, claiming risks to human health and the environment. A uh, Bayer spokesperson said the petition has no merit. This is the Red River Farm Network. Good morning and welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. We're joined this morning by Minnesota Farm Bureau Vice President Carolyn Olson with us in studio. And coming up in early February, February 2nd and 3rd, will be the Minnesota Farm Bureau Federation LEAP Conference, Leadership, Education, Advocacy, and Promotion. Carolyn, tell us uh, about this event. Well, uh, this year we will be up in the Fargo area, so we'll be um, coming to the north. Um, the last time we were in Fargo, uh, my husband and I got snowed in, but this year will be great weather, so we encourage everybody to come. Um, the full conference registration, the price increases after January 5th, so if you want the, the early bird discount, now would be the time to register, and you can do that by going to our website, fbmn.org. Uh, this year, the keynote speaker is Natalie Kovarik, and I don't know if I said her name right, but um, she has a food podcast called Discover Egg, and she's also started Elevate Egg. It's an online course and community for producers to learn um, to effectively market themselves. So she should be a pretty interesting keynote. And then we'll have a lot of uh, breakout sessions um, and we'll have collegiate discussion meet and 
the finals for that. And then we'll also have the first rounds of discussion meet for the young farmer and rancher age. So a lot of young farmer and rancher things going on, but then there are a lot of things for the more seasoned producers like myself. Um, so anybody, you know, a, you know, from little kids, people, you know, bring their kids. It's a family friendly event um, all the way up to those that might need a little help getting around <laughs> that aren't as young and spry as they were. Um, but we, we encourage everybody. It's not just for one age range. But also there are some pre-conference tours, including the Northern Crops Institute, Curry Manufacturing, and RDO Equipment. So those should be great um, tour opportunities for our guests. And you said uh, pre-registration until January 5th? Um, the discounted early, rate. Early bird, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. Yeah, no, I, I look forward to it every year. There's... Um, there's so many opportunities for, for learning uh, different things. I know we'll have a, a public policy update as one of the breakout sessions. Um, and the, the staff, they do such a great job along with the um, Young Farmer and Rancher Committee and the Promotion and Education Committee to plan this conference to make sure that there is something for everyone and that the topics are, are timely. Again. Again, that's the LEAP Conference, Minnesota Farm Bureau Federation LEAP Conference. The date's February 2nd and 3rd. Uh, just uh, quickly, uh, Carolyn, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Oh, thank you. Good to have you here. Carolyn Olson with us, Minnesota Farm Bureau Vice President, as we are uh, at Prairie Grains time. Look for the Red River Farm Network uh, as you walk in the door at the Prairie Grains Trade Show this morning. That's the Country Morning. This is the Red River Farm Network.